When you have money, you start investing in your future. When you start investing in your future, you start worrying you'll make mistakes. Oops. When you start worrying you'll make mistakes, you can't sleep at night and watch infomercials. Pick up cat hairs from clothes. When you watch infomercials, you think you can get rich by placing tiny classified ads in newspapers. When you place tiny classified ads in newspapers, you subscribe to those papers to make sure your ad is running. When you subscribe to a bunch of newspapers, they pile up at your house, making it look like you're not home. When you look like you're not home, Girl Scouts don't come to your door. When Girl Scouts don't come to your door, you don't get to buy Girl Scout cookies. Don't miss out on Girl Scout cookies. Get rid of get-rich-quick schemes from infomercials and upgrade to Money Talks. This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Sean Atherio and DJ Barker. And uh, we just filled you up with some serious knowledge about the kitty tax and the changes that we've seen in uh, our taxes. See, this thing is just not fading still. On and on and on. Yeah, but more importantly, when are we getting our Girl Scout cookies? Well, um, it is Girl Scout yes. cookie season. Uh, I think the first wave of orders was, um, you know, it was the end of last month. Uh, so just a few days ago. But um, you should be getting your Girl Scout cookies soon. We'll say okay. within the month. Hopefully you've frozen enough from last year. You still have a few <laughs> left. There's over. some reserves at the bottom <laughs> yeah. of the barrel. I, mean, that, that, I know a lot of folks that actually do that, but... Um, Anyway, let's get to some financial questions. Before we do that, let's give folks a way that they can get in touch with us. Probably the absolute best way is to call our question hotline at 1-855-429-9166 where you can record your question. We listen to it, answer it on the air uh, after we play it back. Um, You can also give us a call and talk to a human being at 770-429-9166. Uh, or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. That is D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. I think that's probably about the best spelling I've done in a long time. Wonderful. Pretty amazing, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, if, uh, if you would like to answer your own question through some of the information that we've provided, you can also go to our website at hensler.com, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com, and... Uh, we have quite a few uh, scenarios. If it's a pretty broad topic, you may find your answer there. But uh, feel free to, to uh, check it out and, and um, give us any feedback you might. But uh, we do have a question today from John from Alpharetta. Uh, John says, uh, um, Vanguard Intermediate, Intermediate Term Treasury Index Fund seeks to track the performance of the Bloomberg Barclays U.S. Treasury 3-10 to 10 year index. I have very little money in bonds and believe we are in a rising interest rate environment. Long-term bonds are a horrible investment in this environment. Uh, short-term bonds uh, pay almost no interest. If I'm willing to keep money invested for at least 10 years, are medium-term bond funds okay for a rising interest rate environment? Um, well, you know, there's, there's a quite a bit that we could talk about here. Uh, number one, we actually prefer bonds over bond funds, uh, because of the fact that when you are investing your money in a bond fund, especially in a rising rate environment, and, uh, I would argue that three to 10 is actually giving you exposure to the longer, 
mm-hmm. uh, maturity, the longer end of the yield curve, um, then you might realize uh, as, as bond yields rise, bond prices fall, your, uh, the value of your bond fund is very likely to fall. Now, why do we like individual bonds? An individual bond is a contract between the issuer and the purchaser. Um, or the lender in this case is basically what it makes you, right? right. Uh, you're an investor, but you're lending money. You're expecting to get a certain interest rate back in return. But uh, some of the characteristics are you have known cash flows. And as long as that issuer does not default, you're going to get your interest payment on time at a specified amount, and it's not going to change. Uh, that generally for a bond happens every six months, uh, twice a year. Um, at the end of that uh, contract or bond, uh, the maturity date, you also get your final interest payment plus your principal back. That being the case, think about it. If you invest and you know your your interest rate uh, at purchase is going to be, let's just call it 2% in the current market. It sounds low, but it's kind of what we deal with sometimes. Higher quality. Right. Shorter uh, term. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, so you're talking about a 2% return on your bond investment, it's going to be very near 2%, no matter what. So, you know, the market might fluctuate back and forth. So the values will fluctuate. The value will fluctuate. You'll see it uh, change probably on your statement, your monthly statement. But in in reality, nothing changes. Your cash flows are known uh, as to uh, the the amount and the timing of when you're going to receive them. Uh, So, you know, you can kind of weather the storm of a rising interest rate market at that time. Um, it's not all bonds, right, Troy? I mean, though you said individual bonds, I mean, there are still bonds out there that are higher risk than others. There so are. we need to make sure we're doing the research on it's not just, okay, well, this is a corporate, so I'm not right. going to buy this bond fund, but here's a corporate bond that I'm going to buy. Well, depending on that type of product, you've right. got to really do your research. It could be no low doubt. quality. That is true, and uh, usually we use uh, rating agency uh, information to determine what we would call higher low quality usually we buy in the top three ratings from both S&P or Moody's Uh, the problem is uh, what we've been recommending lately is uh, not so much corporate bonds which do have that uh, that credit risk attached um, relative to a treasury Uh, what we've been buying is either a treasury or a, a municipal over the long term but lately we've been getting better rates better yields in uh, cds certificates mm-hmm. of deposit and they're not the cds that you can go to your bank and buy by the way it's brokered cds yeah brokered cds yeah, meaning I, they're traded on an exchange yeah. and an idea john if you know we're in a in, in rising interest rate environment obviously short-term bonds are, are returning very low i wouldn't personally want to be in bond funds in a in rising interest rate environment you know you could look at laddering some depending on how much you have you said you have very little um, not sure what very little is to you because you have to buy a minimum of 1000 in one bond. Right. But you could look at doing you know, some short-term, maybe six months, nine months, a year, so that as interest rates go up, you can take advantage and it comes mature and reinvest it into something higher. But then lock out something you know, no longer than three to five years, so that way you get a little bit of a boost on the long end. And I say long end, it's still short-term. But in this interest rate environment, I wouldn't want to go out longer than five years. Right. You know, well, because we do think interest rates are going up. Yeah. And I can just tell you because I look at the yield curve quite a bit. And what do I mean by the yield curve? It's basically if you, um, you know, 
across the left side of the page, so going up is going to be the interest rate. Across the bottom of the page is the time till maturity. Uh, the further out the yield curve you get, meaning two-year uh, two relative to a 10-year, the 10-year should be yielding a higher amount. Right. So I noticed that it's pretty steep until you get to about the five-year level. And then from a five-year to a seven-year or a 10-year, uh, just for instance, this past week, I saw I could get CDs at 2.65% in a five-year, but if I go out to a 10-year, I get 2.75, double the time that I'm going to be locked up in that bond and get 0.1% more. It really, uh, you know, the risk that you take there is just as Shauna was describing. It. The risk here is that rates increase to the point where, um, you know, you're locked up in that 10-year bond at 2.75 and, you know, rates uh, even down the down the curve, like a five-year goes to 3%. What are you doing now? You've got a bond that you've locked up. Uh, in that instance, if you had to sell it to get a higher interest rate, you're going to lose money uh, because you're going to have to sell it bond at a lower rate than its face value, its issued value. So um, uh, bonds can be quite complicated. If you uh, if you have specific specific questions about your portfolio or your bond uh, portfolio or the potential for buying bonds or even a bond fund, we'd love to talk to you. You can call us at 770-429-9166. Ask for DJ or Shauna, and uh, either one of them could help you out. Um, so here's the one thing I do want to tell you. What happens after yields rise? We just described this. You know, it's, a, it's an increase in cost for corporations. They go up. Who knows how far they go up or how long it takes them to go up? Uh, I did note that uh, the, the Federal Reserve uh, Open Markets Committee this week had, uh, had a meeting. They came out and said they weren't going to raise interest rates, which is kind of the, the benchmark for all other bonds. But uh, we do expect three uh, rate increases Right. In 2018, uh, if you look at just the numbers, it shows March, uh, June, and then again in December. Which an intermediate uh, bond fund could get hurt. It would. Yeah. Uh, intermediate. Now, when you're talking about 10-year, as I just said, you know, some of those bonds are not paying that much more than a five, but uh, they have more sensitivity. We call it duration, you know, right. in, in the industry, but it's sensitivity to interest rate changes. So uh, if you assume 0.75% increase in a short period of time, um, you know, if your your bond is at uh, a 10-year, usually it's about three-fourths of that is the duration. So seven and a half times three-quarters of a percent is pretty much how much you could lose in a short period of time in a bond fund uh, of this stature now. Which you want it to be safe because it's in a bond it's a fund. Fix, right? That is true. Uh, what I would tell you is if you waited a little longer until you did see some of those bond uh, yields increase, maybe buying it later, uh, you know, you buy those at, at kind of the top of the market. It's not something still that we talk about uh, trying to, to game and, and time, but uh, still right. a different strategy. All right, uh, let's get back to the questions again. If you uh, would like to have us answer your question, you can call us 770-429-9166 where you can talk to a human being. You can call it and leave a leave a uh, recording on our question hotline, 1-855-429-9166 or email us at drgene at hensler.com. Again, that's spelled H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R. So uh, we've got a question here from Scott from Decatur said, I wanted to check in with you on Archer Dan Daniels Midland. I uh, bought it a few years ago on a on your recommendation. Okay, uh, what are your opinions on this holding? Um, 
let's go through uh, a little bit first. Uh, the ticker on Archer Daniels Midland is ADM. Uh, they're a processor of corn, uh, wheat, cocoa, uh, oil seeds, and uh, other agricultural commodities. Uh, they're in the consumer staple sector, but they sound a whole lot like materials. A lot of these, uh, a lot of their their uh, products wind up on your table, maybe not um, uh, identified as ADM uh, products, but uh, nonetheless, that's where they come from. Uh, over the past five years, ADM earnings have grown at 0.89 percent not a not a mm. huge amount uh long-term growth expectations this is this is um, kind of an indication of where analysts overall believe they're going eight and a half percent uh the company's a bit expensive when you look at the uh, peg ratio which is the forward pe divided by the growth rate now let me explain a little bit what forward pe it's the current price divided by uh, earnings expected over the next 12 months. You take that number and then you divide it by the expected growth rate. In this case, would have been the 8.5%. You get a number 2.06. Um, we actually like to buy companies when the the uh, valuation on the peg ratio is around one. Uh, so you can tell this is twice that much, pretty expensive. Uh, dividends been growing like crazy. Uh, they pay out about 55.5% of all their earnings in a dividend. Uh, current yielding uh, over 3%. Uh, it's well covered, meaning that the earnings have, uh, have um, more than covered the amount that's paid out in dividend. You could probably also derive that from that payout ratio I gave you a little bit ago at 55.5%. The dividend coverage ratio is 1.8. So anytime it's uh, better than one, we believe that it's well covered. Um, all things considered, uh, you know, I, I like this space right now. We heard uh, materials are falling off, but again, this is a consumer staple. It's uh, it's generally a, a conservative company. The P.E. ratio at 17.3 is significantly below the overall market. Um, this is one of those things, and when we talk about staples, it's companies that produce products that you're going to buy. No matter what. No matter what. Yeah. So, recession you know, even during recession. a recession, these... Toothpaste, toothbrush. These tend to be a lot more conservative, uh, and actually, I like the space right now. Mm. Um, you know, if uh, if you if it's up to me, you said you own it, I would say press on, keep owning. Press I, on. I, I like it. Or, or buy right. more. I mean, I would even recommend to buy here. So, um, you know, it's a good company, solid company, been around for a long time. Um, you know, it's it's got that general stability uh even in downturn which okay. let's face it when uh information technology has been kicking tail like they have been for so long this looks really really boring it's right. hard to own when you're looking at the rearview mirror and you see you know nothing but gains uh over the past year that's something to talk about because again i mean the last couple of years that's what we've been in yeah and you know, right. there's going to be a point when a 20% return with IT is not going to be there. Yeah. So you're going to have to have some of this, you know, investment in your portfolio. Right. This is the reason we diversify. Diversification. Yep. There you yeah. go. You might want to sell a little bit of your information technology. Trim it buy back. Buy you some of those. That's hard to do, right? You've had a good run. It really it's, is. You got some gains. I don't want to pay the taxes. It's been you're a good right. run. What if it goes up more? Yeah. Well, 
What if it doesn't? Right. It's not going to go up forever. We know that <laughs> right. we're going to have a there's, situation. So. There's one way to avoid paying taxes. Just let your portfolio fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Avoid the gains. Wait till they go down and then sell it. And then right? sell it. <laughs> you know, we have these conversations with clients, and, and uh, we have the same thought process as they do, uh, you know, from time to time. But the thing that that separates us from them is we're not emotional about their money. We're only emotional about not our ours. own, right? right? So it's real. And that's the reason you hire an advisor is to uh, get somebody in there that thinks more logically when they're talking about your stuff. Yeah. And if you're not looking at rebalancing your portfolio with the last few years of gains, it's a good opportunity to do that now. Absolutely. Absolutely. IT was up 38% in 2017. If you just back it up a month and a half to our election in 2016, financials were up a little bit less, but almost the same amount. So over 38% in the last, you know, year and two months, Mm -hmm. uh, that's significantly more than we would ever expect uh, the stock market to to give you in return. Last year, the S&P 500 as a whole gave us 21.8% return. That's awesome. But didn't you say you guaranteed that this year too? No, I don't (laughs) guarantee anything. I don't even guarantee that the sun's going to come up tomorrow. What I do guarantee (laughs) is two days ago, we had a, a blood moon. That a was blue amazing. moon, blue. too. Yeah. Blue. January. We had a blue moon, meaning we had two full moons yes. in January. And uh, it was a blood moon. It was, uh, what is that one that's real close? I forget. And there was an eclipse in the moon, too. Yeah. Right, amazing. yeah. Well, we couldn't yeah. see it. Just the West Coast ago. could. Yeah. Anyway, pretty amazing stuff. The Edward that's Jones pretty guy much. could see it. All I couldn't. can guarantee you is that we had a 21.8% return in the S&P 500 Last in year. 2017. <laughs> Going forward... <laughs> I can tell you what the statistics are and what I believe will happen, but I'm not guaranteeing a thing. All right. All right, guys, let's move on. Uh, Renee from Mableton says, uh, Mom is getting older and doesn't like to be alone as much because of her limited mobility. Is a nursing home the only option for long-term care? This is assuming that you've bought long-term care insurance, right? Yes, or, you know, or um, for long-term care insurance, right? So so the policies, they cover home health care, um, some assisted living, it really depends on the policy, but home health care can be expensive, though, so you may end up using your benefits faster than you want to. Right. And, you know, if she's not getting around as much and she wants to be around people, you know, maybe she would want to go to some sort of facility. It doesn't sure. have to be nursing home. It would be somewhere where they, you know, have get-togethers and, you know, mm-hmm. you get to meet sure. other Social people around events. you. 55 exactly. and over. Sure. That's right. That's right. But long-term care is not going to kick in until you have... You know, three of the seven right. events. What exactly. You can't dress yourself, feed yourself, bathe yourself, that kind of thing. Man, I'm almost there. <laughs> yeah. No? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you ask my wife, it wasn't she the fade haircut agree. we were talking about. Yeah, well, uh, at least I still have barely enough to cut. Yeah. Which is a, is a plus. Some it days. is a plus. Yeah. Absolutely. I was talking to somebody this morning and told them that uh, I've still got as much hair as I've always had. It's just that it's. Shifted back on my forehead, (laughs) and some of it's even growing out my ears. So, you know, that's just the way it is. All right. um, I don't think we have enough time for another call. So, uh, guys, what am I going to ask you? Shauna, is the market going to be up or down this week? I think it's going to be up. Up. All right. Well, we had a bit of a pullback, and uh, that's so strange to us these days. DJ, what do you think? We're going to see a continuation. I love it. I'm saying up. Wow. Yeah. Uh, These people are folks of my own heart. I believe that the market will be up this week as well. Um, I really think that uh, overall our economic 
situation is uh, is beneficial. The fundamentals are solid. Uh, the only thing, and I've harped on this for a while now, the only thing that I see is the fact that valuations have gotten a bit of a, a bit ahead of themselves. I will tell you that the earnings numbers that we talked about today, 14.5%, that's almost back to first quarter 2017 numbers, which were up 15.5%. So I got to tell you, things are still looking pretty good. I wish earnings would catch us up on that P.E. ratio, and I'd be sorry. We'll talk to you next week. You're listening to Money Talks. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.